Welcome to the Coach's Preview Show. I'm your host, Darren Joins, Williamson County Schools Athletic Director. I want to welcome our guest, who's, this is the third time, by the way, this year, and I think we may even have him a couple more times later in the year. Uh, and always a great guest, Coach Scott Blade from Independence High School. Coach Blade, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Coach. Glad to be here. So Independence is obviously stepping outside uh, region play this week. Uh, the WCTV game of the week tonight uh, against Hendersonville. Uh, so we're going to talk all things Independence football and some background here about Coach Blade since we don't have our second coach from the district with us. So uh, it's all indie football. If you're an indie football fan, this is your show today. Uh, coach, your team's playing really well. Big win uh, over Franklin last week. And you said in the, in the newspaper I saw there a quote you had, which is something I really agreed with too. I think people don't realize uh, the talent that Franklin's got, especially up front. You, you, I could tell by your statement uh, that you were really pleased and impressed with that win because you were impressed with Franklin's team. Yeah, absolutely. We thought they were uh, in watching them, breaking them down, film like we do with every team. Uh, we thought that they're really an explosive team. I thought they they had some receivers and a quarterback that has really done well this year and could move the ball, either running the ball or um, he can sling it, you know, as good as anybody else in this league. And then they had a huge offensive line that uh, my biggest worry was getting to the fourth quarter and it being real tight and uh, them just leaning on us. And, uh, you know, because our, our defensive line is relatively small, uh, but they did a good job of neutralizing some of their run game and some of the stuff they wanted to do. Um, but yeah, that was a terrific team. I think it's one of Coach Webb's just in playing them every year. I think it's one of their uh, better teams uh, that we faced and um, was a big win for us and glad to go 2-0 and in region and um, keep that winning going. Coach, you know, something that I looked at the stats in that game that impressed me. Uh, first of all, you only give up seven points. Had a couple timely interceptions there by River Katina, I think, that we're big difference makers there. But then you look at the rushing yards for the game. I think they had something like 107 rushing yards. You guys, 160, 170 yards. That had to be, you know, before the game, if you could have said, here's what's going to happen rushing yard-wise, I think you would have probably taken that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because uh, and a lot of our yards come from our quarterback running it. Uh, we have some uh, young running backs that are doing real good too, but the quarterback and his ability to make plays, but it's the same thing for them. Their quarterback has accounted for a good number of their rushing yards as well. So to be able to win the ground battle, uh, so to speak, uh, again, against a really terrific offensive line. And um, like I said, I think that's the best offensive line we've seen uh, up, up till this point. Uh, I thought our kids played well. Coach, before we talk a little bit more about uh, region play and specifically Hendersonville tonight, I want to give our uh, viewers here a chance, if, if they don't know, maybe know your background, uh, to, to learn a little bit more about you. Uh, you know, I had a, a, a principal that told me once that said, uh, you know, sometimes the best coaches weren't necessarily the best players. Uh, and I always said, that's great to hear since I wasn't a high level player. Uh, and definitely not beyond the high school level. But then I look at a guy like you, you've had this great success, but you also had a pretty darn successful playing career too. If you don't mind, talk about uh, your experience as a player 
uh, there at the collegiate level and how that shaped you as a coach? Well, I think, um, you know, I was, I, my parents didn't let me start playing football until I was in ninth grade, you know, and um, I'm from California. So out there, I missed the Pop Warner stuff. All my buddies got to play it. So I, I lived in the weight room. I was really strong, just a scrawny little skid, kid, but I was really strong. And I knew that when I got to high school, I was going to make the most of it. Didn't know what position to play. Uh, first day of practice, they say, go, you know, go with the linebackers. And uh, really, so because of my size, linebackers probably 125 pounds, linebackers, running backs is where I went. And um, had a real nice high school career out at Canyon High School in uh, Santa Clarita, California. And then um, played for a legend, uh, Harry Welch, who's won nine championships out there. He's since retired, um, but just a legendary program. I was real blessed to be a part of it. Uh, was still undersized, went to Glendale Community College for two years, uh, ended up being an All-American there and uh, going on to play at San Diego State, where I was an all-conference linebacker, played with the likes of Marshall Falk and some pretty good players back then. Uh, that's dating me, of course. That's uh, <laughs> my last year of playing was 94. Um, got my first job as a running back coach down in San Diego and um, was going to be a GA at San Diego State. I was married at 20, so uh, while I played, so me and my wife decided to move back home. I passed up on the GA job, and I left that running back position and coached the D-line at Glendale College in 95, 96, 97. Coached at College of the Canyons in 98. Took two years off, uh, 99 and 2000. And then uh, 2001 to 2005, I was at Canyon. My alma mater got a chance to rejoin my high school school coach we won a championship in 05 my family decided to move back here and uh, we did that in June of 06 got hired at Hillsborough High School in uh, Nashville and um, was there from 06 through 08 uh, my first year we went 14 and 1 and we lost to the mighty Maryville in the in the championship and 08 we got a chance at a little bit of a payback we beat them they had the nation's longest winning streak at the time. And it was amazing, amazing accomplishment, amazing uh, experience with those kids. And uh, we went to Oak Ridge for four years after that. And um, incredible. It's kind of like Friday Night Lights, the movie. Uh, that town is uh, loves football and it's all about football. And my kids were about ready to start high school. And I decided I wanted to be back closer to my parents here. Um, Independence. I had known met Todd from his days at uh, Franklin when Hillsborough used to play. So Dr. Campbell and Dr. Jones were here, and I knew them from just playing Franklin my two years, uh, two of the three years at uh, Hillsborough. And the rest is kind of history. They invited me in and, um, you know, started coaching here, I guess, in January of 13. This is my eighth year. Uh, and here we are. I'm still fighting, still trying to make a difference and still trying to figure this whole thing out. Well, I, th I think you're doing a pretty good job, coach. Uh, three years there at Hillsborough, I did a little research, 37 and five in your time there. Of course, that state championship win over Maryville. Uh, Oak Ridge, which when you took that job, that, that team and that program had losing seasons. That was a pretty uh, regular thing, at least when you took over. 35 and 15 uh, during your time there. And then of course, when you get here to Independence, uh, uh, take that thing all the way to a state championship in 2015. Uh, Runner-up finish the following year, 66 and 28 uh, record uh, at Independence. This is year eight, right? 
138 and 48 overall. So, you know, you've kind of settled in at Independence. You know, I think when uh, there may have been some people that thought, okay, he was three years here, four years there, he's coming to Indy. But uh, I've talked to you quite a bit, and I know uh, how much you love that school and that community, but you're pretty settled in there at Independence High School, and we're pretty happy about that. Well, I am. Uh, I really enjoy, uh, I, I enjoyed working for Dr. Campbell, uh, who hired me, and I uh, really enjoy working for Dr. Patton um, and the administration here. I love the families of independence. You never know how this whole thing shakes out. It's year by year. Um, we're blessed to be here, and I honestly, my whole career, this is the longest I've been anywhere in any job, in any house, in anything. Um, of course, we just graduated our youngest, so and I'm getting older, so who knows? We'll just uh, one day. It's literally one day at a time. Uh, we preach that with our kids, and uh, that's how I live my life. Coach, talk about, I mean, California and then Middle Tennessee. Talk, and you obviously, you love California. You and I talk about it. You know, you've got a great love for, for that part of the country. Talk about uh, maybe some of the differences, but then also maybe some of the similarities that you see, because you obviously love living both places. Yeah, I think I, I, you know, I, I grew up, you know, and in, uh, in Santa Clarita, and Santa Clarita is uh, it's a suburb of LA County, and it's very similar to Williamson County. It actually very similar. The socioeconomic, the you know, probably the uh, you'd be surprised if you went there. And I've taken a couple of friends out there, and they and they they agree, it's bigger, it's more populated, but it's um it it's it's got a life a lot of nice home. Uh, type of feel to it um, and that's why we came back we uh, really my parents had moved back here and a year earlier I had visited several times and after being a part of a championship in 05 um, my girls were starting to get to a, a point in school where it was a little more important um, and I wanted them to be around their grandparents and uh, we just loved this area uh, there's things I love about, you know, I played in San Diego, which is the, the uh, oh my gosh, maybe the best place in the world to live. It's just beautiful. I still love it. Um, but I, this is home for us. This is home. We have uh, been here now. This is going 14 and a half years. Um, we've made uh, some incredible friends and relationships. We've had incredible, incredible experiences. Um, and we're excited about the future. I've got a daughter getting married in a couple of months. I've, you know, they're all, they're all, they're getting older as, as, as we are too. So, but uh, two great places we've been blessed to live in. Uh, and uh, we're excited about, again, the future, what it holds in, in uh, middle Tennessee. And coach, uh, you know, Hillsboro, that's when I really became familiar with you because I'm really good friends with Anthony Crabtree there at Beach High School for my time there. So you were a name that I, recognized uh, back in your Hillsboro days. And even though you were there three years, obviously we associate you with independence. You've been there in your eighth year now, I think, and not just because of that championship, you will always be associated with Hillsboro too. I think that was a special time for you. And you and I've talked about it. Uh, those Hillsboro days and those kids at Hillsboro, you know, we've talked about some of those relationships that you still have with some of those guys. Absolutely. That time, I mean, you know, the, and the farther you get away from a championship run, the farther those memories become even more uh, sentimental, even more whatever special. Uh, those kids, 
one of them works with me over here at Independence. Um, I still keep in touch with some of those kids. Not all of them. I wish I had more of them, but I do keep in touch with some of them. And uh, the way they did it, the way they did it, and uh, at the time, Maribel had not lost to a team. They had the nation's longest, were number one in the country. They won 74 games in a row. We had lost our starting quarterback in the second series of the semifinal game. So I literally had to pull my starting outside linebacker and over here and learn quarterback. We didn't have but 45, 50 kids on the team. And so to do it against an incredible Maryville team, against all odds, and do it with a backup quarterback, those kids came together and they have, and it's uh, it's something I'll never forget. And as, as special as, you know, the 15 championship or the 05 championship is, so is that, that every one of them are unique experiences that um, kind of bond you forever with those group of kids and coaches and uh, the families of those, those uh, kids at that school. And it was a very special, very special time for, indeed. And at, if I'm not mistaken, that was the days of five classes and you guys in Maryville were both 4A at the time. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So right afterwards, actually, Franklin was playing Oakland in the 5A championship. So at the time we had a, after we bust back from middle Tennessee state, we were at a, a one of our parents' house, a little, a little party. I remember watching it on TV, the Franklin Oakland game. Cause we had opened up with Franklin earlier that in the clinic bowl at Vanderbilt for the first game of that, of that, that 08 season. So, and, and like I said, there was always a, uh, I think, a, uh, both teams kind of respected each other. Uh, both teams kind of followed each other. And um, it was unique that both teams opened up the season at Vanderbilt at the clinic bowl. We lost uh, an incredible, incredible game. Um, they went on to play for the 5A championship. We went on to play for the 4A championship. So, And I believe at the time, too, it was Coach Tim Johnson there at Franklin, right? No, it was um, – Oh, it was Clayton? Clayton, Coach Clayton. Oh, okay. Tim had left uh, uh, somewhere, I think it was Arkansas, or maybe it was at uh, Giles County or something at that time, and it was uh, Coach Clayton. And Coach Clayton ends up at Hillsboro – and then when you're at Independence and making one of those runs, I believe, yeah. that maybe you guys matched up, right? It was actually, I got my first win at Hillsboro, and I got my 100th win against Hillsboro. <laughs> uh, kind of unique there, but uh, <laughs> special on both occasions. No doubt about it. Coach, I appreciate uh, that, and I always enjoy talking with coaches about kind of their journey. Obviously, I'm, I've got a special place in my heart for coaches. I, I just love – I think that's the – I had somebody ask me one day if they still wanted me, can I call you coach? And I've said, and I, I mean this, that's the greatest thing you could call me. I've got such respect uh, for what coaches do. And I, I get, you know, the, the journey, I get how difficult it is every day. Uh, and I just love hearing some of those stories, whether it be from a football coach or a baseball coach, it definitely doesn't have to be basketball. Coach, last week, our, we talked about that win over Franklin, 21 and seven. Uh, you guys, uh, uh, now uh, in the league, uh, uh, you get that win. That's a big win. And I think what maybe uh, people don't think about, you know, you hear a lot of people talk about uh, Brentwood and Ravenwood, and rightfully so, because the last three years it's kind of been 
hey, uh, the trip to the semis at least is sort of going through that, the region championship going through that regular season game. But, you know, something I've said uh, lately in talking to people about this, don't forget Indy. Uh, you still got an opportunity to play those teams later. You've got to feel pretty good about where your team is right now. Yeah, you're right. The last three years, uh, we've been – on the outside looking in of that conversation really have not um, fared well as we'd like uh, with those two teams. And that's a credit to uh, Coach Crawford, Coach Daniels and their programs. They've been ahead of us. Um, time will tell where we're at this year. We're gonna play Brentwood in a week. Um, they both, those programs are still uh, extremely powerful, competent programs that are gonna be uh, a tough battle once we get there. Our kids are playing well. Our kids are playing better each week. Um, we have made significant changes in personnel, kind of that first game that we let slip away against Summit. Again, credit to Summit and what they do. Um, without having anything to really make sure our kids were in the right position and our, our make sure that we had the right personnel, um, we've gone through and made several changes, a couple on offense and about four or five on defense since that game. And each week that's improved us. Um, so we are where we're at right now um, based on we've made some changes. The kids keep improving week to week. The coaches are you know staying steady with it. Um, so we got a heck of a run ahead of us, you know, with the Hendersonville and then Brentwood, then Innsworth, then, I mean, Dixon and Pearl Cone and finishing up with Ravenwood. There's not, our schedule has been tough as it uh, already, but um, the kids are playing well. Uh, the kids' attitudes have been great. The kids, you know, and that's the best thing about this. I think this is the best attitudes we've had in probably three years, you know, as, as a unit. Um, so that part's a great thing. There's still so many unknowns. There's still so many things that can, variables that can uh, jump up and bite you, but um as of today, we're excited to be uh, practicing this afternoon and uh, getting ready to play. Coach, uh, a little bit more information about last week's game. Uh, first downs, pretty similar. You guys have 19. Franklin has 20. Penalties, uh, 14 penalties total uh, for both teams, seven each, but not many yards. I think it was 50 uh, for you guys, 60 for Franklin. Time of possession was very close. The glaring difference, there's really two things to me. Total offense for you guys, 362 yards, Franklin 267, and then Katina's two interceptions. You know, your defense, I felt uh, the couple years that I've been in this job, and I've paid attention to it obviously more, I think that's a unit that is, is underrated. And I think maybe it's because you as a coach, you know, we're all known for something. I think you're so known uh, for what you do offensively. Uh, but your defense, uh, when you talk about 267 yards of offense for Franklin and they only score seven points, to me, that's pretty impressive. And I thought your defense was really, again, this is me, the novice. I thought your defense last year was one of the reasons you had the success you had, uh, kind of a bend, not break uh, sort of unit. And I think part of the reason, too, is, is the reason you're underrated, and I don't mean this disrespectfully at all, your guys don't pass the look test defensively when you're talking about size and some of those kind of things. So talk a little about a little bit about your defense and, and what they've meant to your success so far this year. 
I have to make one correction. Chase Harmon had one of the interceptions and, uh, excuse me, and River had oh, I'll, the I apologize to Chase. Yeah, so it's okay. Uh, but Chase has played well. So our defense, and it's, it, you know, I'm a former linebacker. My my hands are in the defense. Uh, Lance White coordinates it. Uh, we, we are, we uh, very, as much as we pay attention to offense or we have been known in the past for putting up you know, gaudy amounts of points or whatever, and it's a fun offense to watch. Our defense, we take a ton of pride in it. Uh, and again, it goes with having the right people, having the right mindsets. You know, in high school, you can have success in being a 180 to 200 pound kid if, if your motor never stops. If you are a motor guy, a weight room, you have to have enough functional strength. Um, but most of the time, that's what everybody in the country deals with. Undersized guys, that are going to, uh, the thing that makes them special is their motor, you know, and their attention to detail, their coachability. That's a lot of what we get in Williamson County is some undersized guys that they better have a, a great motor or they can't play because they're, you're going to place face bigger guys that are going to own you. Um, but if you got a great motor and you got to play with leverage, you're going to play smart and you're going to play team oriented, um, and assignment football, you got a chance to be okay. I think for the first time in three years, that's what we're getting out of, you know, our, our, uh, our defense. We have experienced linebackers. Number one, uh, starts with Josh Moore and Ethan Pickering, uh, Andrew Holloway. Those are three linebackers. Well, uh, Pickering and Amore are three-year guys. So they're, they got good size, good strength, good vision, good experience. They're coachable guys. They're guys that are fun to work with our defensive line are really overgrown linebackers. So they, they have to have a motor. They have to be tough. They have to be physical, a little bit violent. You know, our safeties are two young guys that are going to be great in the program, Brooks Sapone and uh, Dawson Moore. And our corners are Chase Harmon and River Katina, who we just alluded to, both had picks. So they're good guys. They're really a fun group to coach. Um, but they're, yeah, there's no standout power five guy that's committed here or there they're they're playing together and historically that's how we've been successful all the not that we're going to win a championship but every championship year i've been on it's just regular dudes doing the uncommon things you know whenever the people want to make excuses they don't whenever other people want to shy away from taking on an iso block they won't so i mean those those are things that make that group special and uh, time will tell to see where they fall into historically on this whole thing. Well, and I know that makes it fun and you can tell by, by you talking about it, that it is a lot of fun for you too. Let's talk a little bit offensively and, and a question I've been meaning to ask you, and, and you may not pay attention to this very much, but Ravenwood plays Pulaski Academy the last couple of years. And they, they're the team that, you know, the no, we're not going to punt hardly ever. We're not ever, hardly going for, for the extra point. We're going to go for two. We're going to onside kick every time. And I was at that game, and, and during the game, I was texting Tate Matthews. Obviously, you're uh, you're pretty close there with Tate, too. And I was saying, man, that takes some guts, fourth and one from their own 23 with the game tied late. And he said, no, it really doesn't, because that guy's decided beforehand. The math on it is this. I am so curious what your opinion is, because, again, you're – you're known for your offense. What about that style? And when I see them, they didn't pass the look test either offensively, but that style of play 
so dominates that game. What are your thoughts about something like that? Yeah, I think it's uh, interesting. It's true. Uh, a lot of, you know, what the, the fact base is true. I mean, it scares me uh, not punting if I get a couple penalties and I'm down inside my 20. That that frightens me, although unfortunately I've done that and uh, <laughs> didn't always work out. But um, I do I do believe in the field position game. Um, if, as you said, for us, we're a, a bend, don't break defense. That's typically been our mantra. Um, make the other team out execute us repeatedly down the field those 10 12 13 play drives they're hard to do um so my philosophy is a little bit different but if you've watched us over the years uh we go for it on fourth down a ton um and if we hit a certain mark on the field depending on the um, confidence of the what i have with our defense um our guys already know okay done we've crossed this point there's no chance coach punting this thing um but that, that's a, a philosophy they live by and his kid, the, the, whatever it is, his kids buy into it. That's a beautiful thing. So he has sold them on the fact that we ain't kicking, we're doing this. This is why this is how, and the kids buy into it. So guess what, whether they're successful or not, he's got ownership in it and his kids have ownership in it. And that's a heck of a way to do it. Well, that's well said, you know, it's about what you're, able to sell uh, maybe as much as, as what it's about. And he's obviously done a good job of doing that. Uh, looking at your team, you know, something that always stands out to me is how many different people catch the ball. You're a guy that, that your offense seem, seemed to spread it around. Last week, uh, Wilson, Morikow, and Lockwood, all with four receptions, 117 yards there for Wilson. But talk about, I mean, obviously Jackson Campbell. To me, Jackson Campbell, uh, he's making – uh, a case that when you're talking about the great quarterbacks that are in WCS, he's right there at the top. I mean, he's making the case that if you have a quarterback for the year, he could be the guy. Uh, but talk about those receivers too and their ability uh, to make plays for you. Yeah, they're working uh, real hard. So Brigham and Calvin are both, uh, Calvin Wilson have been four-year guys in the program. have spent their time. They've played with the likes of TJ Sheffield and, I, you know, Isaiah Collier, something they've seen, they've heard and seen some of the, you know, the guys, and they've really worked hard to position themselves for a chance uh, on the field on Friday night. Both are doing a great job. Tyler Lockwood uh, came with us. He's a big boy. He's a power five kid that will, uh, he's just 15 as he grows uh, into his body and his mind and everything else. He's going to be absolutely a terror. He's a big physical kid. Uh, very coachable, smart football IQ. Tyler Condra, our tight end, is another kid that came to us from Bishop Gorman out in Las Vegas. Uh, really excited to have him. He'll be, he's a senior. So uh, those guys are all kids that, um, and, and we'll, we got a few guys, Chase Harmon, uh, River Katina, a few guys on the defensive side that will spell those guys and rotate in there. Um, but and he does a good job. We try and spread it around on on uh, purpose, especially early on. We want to try and see where the matchups are. Maybe who we're going to scout a team and see what they look like on film. But uh, you know, the in person can't hide it. So if there's a weakness there, if there's an advantage for us, we're going to try and take it. Coach, uh, I know we've talked a lot about uh, indie football today, and not much about your opponent. But one final question: talking about tonight's game against Hendersonville. 
Hendersonville comes in at three and two uh, with a win last week over Lebanon. Their only losses to Oakland and Beach, both very good programs there that they've had losses against. Uh, the big thing uh, to me when you think Hendersonville, whether it's Coach Hatfield or the current regime, is defending that wing tee. Obviously, you've got some experience with that. Summit in, in your own backyard uh, with the wing tee. But talk about the challenges tonight of defending that wing tee, which is not something you see every week. Yeah, you know, we try and make those challenges uh, relatable as much as possible. For instance, uh, last week, the RPO that uh, uh, Franklin was running also will get it versus Brentwood, will get it versus Ravenwood. Um, that RPO is assignment football. And uh, same thing with the wing T. If one guy blows his assignment, you know, like last year, all of a sudden somebody just runs an 80-yard trap up the middle uh, meant for three yards and linebacker one goes this way one goes that way um, so I think we you know we try and simplify the game plan as much as we can for them and make make it as relatable as possible to past experiences for example last week versus Franklin now again whether or not so we're not changing um, we'll tweak things but we're not making wholesale changes uh, to uh, something like this. Our kids need to be able to, and the, and the, the thing about, I don't normally probably prefer to play a, a, a wing T team, especially in the middle of a schedule where it's the only one I'm going to see. The thing about it is it's relatable. And, you know, if we can get through this, it does make us better as far as assignment, understanding and committed to your assignment. Coach, good luck tonight. We're really looking forward to it. I uh, know it's going to be a great matchup, and it'll help you to continue to get better. Uh, appreciate you being here again and taking time out of your busy schedule. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thank you for joining us for the Coach's Preview Show. We'll see you next time.